hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of From Huns to Humans. I am so excited. Um, me and Mackenzie have been chatting for a little bit now, and I'm excited to have her share her story on here. Um, Mackenzie was in Senegens and Modere, and I am so excited to get the tea on this, like, pudding stuff. I know we've talked about it, I think, like, once before, but <laughs> I am just so intrigued by this company that like claims that they're not an MLM, but are totally MLMs. And I just want to hear what you have to say. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Yeah. How did you um, fall into the MLM world? Okay. So I think I was a little bit naive at first. I actually, it's a crazy story. Me and my mom were sitting down to watch Teen Mom 2 Monday night, like we always did. I was 17, no, 2017. I was just turning 18, and we see Leah, and she's sporting this slip sense, and she's talking about this product, and she's talking about how she sells it, how she makes extra money, And I had kind of always been involved in the network marketing world because my mom was actually like a home party queen back when I was like literally one years old, two years old. She was selling party light. And you know what I mean? Like she was, she was doing it. She's selling pampered chef, like the big companies right back like 25 years ago. And she, (laughs) as I grew into be my uh, teenager, she had actually joined It Works. Um, She was a home party queen with It Works. And obviously that fell very flat as they always do. Um, And so we were sitting on the couch and I was like, have you ever heard of LipSense? Like, what is this? And she was like, I actually have someone that sells it on my Facebook. Um, I can get you in touch with her to like, see what it's all about. And I was so intrigued being in college and living with my parents, working part-time. I was like, I would love extra money. And again, I had always, you know, been involved or been around network marketing because of my mom. I never really saw the stigma or I never heard, you know, there was such this, you know, negativity right around the MLM culture. And so I ended up signing with Lipsense Senegence. 
um, like two days after get her getting me in contact with her friend and ended up placing an order for like $350, something totally crazy um, because you had to stockpile everything in that company. And it was a home based company. So really or home party company. So really like that's kind of where I got my start. And before then, I had never really been on social media to like, sell anything. I had never really been active, right? Back when I was a teenager, Facebook was for the old people. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was for your parents. And so all of a sudden, I went from being on Facebook was non-existent and only having friends and people I'd known since I was like 10 years old to selling something and being in now in a home party based business in like literally two days. And so it was a very, very fast transition um, to go from literally nothing to, okay, now I'm in this business. Now what do I have to do to grow it? And I was very naive about what it took to get me to actually find success in a business like that. Yeah. I'm really curious. Um, how much was the like front loading that you had to do for Senegens? Do you know like how much money you had to spend in product to get started? You know, I literally think it was somewhere between two fifty to three fifty. Um, I believe just the kit was a hundred dollars, but it was encouraged to buy as much product as you could so that you could sell it because it was a product that people needed to try on. Um, And so because I was living with my parents at the time and didn't have rent or anything, I was like, yeah, like, let me just buy like $350 worth of this product. And um, it, it kind of bit me in the ass because after I had, you know, my first big party online, I ended up selling almost every single product that I didn't have in stock. So I had to go place another order for about $2,000 to then get all this inventory in and then go mail it out to everyone. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's so much. And so was that 2000, like about $2,000 order um, from your memory? Is that all? product that was um already purchased so you were buying it because it was already sold or were was it a combination of products that had already sold and then you were like oh well people like this so I'm gonna keep it in stock exactly so it was like I was placing this giant order of what everyone ordered and then everyone was you know my uplines were telling me oh you're gonna need more of the gloss you're gonna need to try some of the skincare you're gonna need you know these these colors and at the time I had joined had I known this I probably wouldn't have joined um Senegence was like blowing up so almost every single color was out of stock like the really popular ones and so they were telling us to stock up on everything that was in stock right now so that if the colors went out of stock we would at least have some and so almost every single color was going out of stock so we were buying so much just in case which again like it's just crazy to think about like I don't know how anyone could have managed and for every single month I was in, I was placing at least a $500 order just to bring stock in to have. And 
never really ended up selling it while I was there. It was just like so encouraged to buy all this stock so that you had it. Yeah, that that is a lot of. Um, <laughs> I so I have talked about this before, but um, Senegens burned my lips. I accidentally fell asleep with it on after our wedding, and it took over a year for my lips to heal. Um, yeah, it was insane. So uh, Senegens in my brain is just like poison, and yeah, um, and I. It's crazy. I don't wear makeup. I literally haven't worn makeup since I was 14. And so I don't even think for me, it was like about the actual product. Like I didn't care about the product. I think for me, it was like the idea of being an entrepreneur that I liked and like the idea of making money. Like truthfully, that's what it was. Like there was no connection to the actual product. And like, I also have a huge, um, allergy to lip products. I'm allergic to beeswax. So literally I also couldn't put anything on my lips. And so if I wanted anyone to show off the product, I'd have like to recruit my sisters in or my mom (laughs) or yeah, put them on my lips and then they'd end up staining and burning because that's just what happened. Yeah, I, it's just so, I think there's a lot of alcohol, right, in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why that happens. smell the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. It it's was really strong. There's no way that that's good for your body. Um, <laughs> there's no, no literally. No. Um, but yeah, that's really interesting and honestly, like, really cool of you to like come forward and like say that because I think a lot of people are embarrassed when they get out to say like oh like I never even actually liked this product because we're so trained to say how much we love the products and how the products are part of our lives and how much we just love everything about the company and the products are fantastic um so thank you for coming forward and saying that because I think that there are like there are genuine stories where you know you start in a company because you liked whatever it was and you're like, Oh, why not? But then, um, I think that there are a lot of stories just like yours where it's like, Oh, like I could be an entrepreneur and like, yeah, I mean, like it makes sense. You're buying all of your stock from this one place. Like all of everything is kind of like done for you. It's a quote unquote business in a box. Like it sounds great. Yeah. And that's, I Honestly, I want to say that's the same mindset that took me into Modare because, well, for one, the idea of being able to have a business and not have to front load stock or not have to do home parties or the groups that I was having to do. And so it was very different. And I liked that. I love that idea. And Um, I had been in a Facebook group and I'm still friends with them. So I don't know if I want to say their name, but they had a, they have a huge Facebook group for women in networking, like 10, 12,000 people. And, um, I had been, Hey girl, Hey girl, you know what I mean? Messaged. And she was like, Hey girl, like, how are you doing in your business? This is by someone completely different. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm doing so amazing. Like, I can't believe how great I'm doing. Right. Cause we all lie. And like four weeks later, she messaged me again, like, Hey girl, how are you doing? Like wanted to check in. I was like, Oh my God, like I can't do this anymore. I'm giving up network marketing forever. 
um, like, this is just like such crap, right? And then she was like, hold on, I have a new social retail opportunity for you. And I was like, hold on, let me hear about it. Because again, the products don't matter to me. Like I'm very entrepreneurial, like mindset, right? Like I was like, okay, I get to make money. Like, let's do it. And I had some reservations at first because of the fact that I was spending literally all of this money to Senegins and just, I had never made anything, right? And so I was very afraid to do somewhat of the same thing, spend all of my money, um, you know, buy this huge package, um, whatever. And she ended up putting me in a group chat with her uplines, which were the women that ran this Facebook group and John Melton. And I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's huge in the network marketing industry. And I was obsessed with the idea of being in his space. And I think that's what, that's where we go wrong that's where a lot of people go wrong in the network marketing industry is putting these uplines on such a huge pedestal that once you find the company they're in, you will do anything to work with them. Right. And so, uh, it's, it's not a very good model, honestly, because it doesn't matter when you're in, they're not going to talk to you and they're not going to spend time with you, whatever. And so, I, once I saw they were in that group chat, right. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm in, let's do it. And I did my first order. I think I spent $275, um, again on my first product order and the way they back, this was 2018, I believe. So it was very like still new on Facebook sort of thing. It was, um, you go live for like three days in a row doing like a, what's going on these new products, right? Like unboxing. And so I did all of that and lo and behold, I ranked, um, I did $2,000 worth of sales in my first three weeks. And again, I was like hooked because again, it was like the money, right? And I didn't care about the products, right? So the big thing was trim. Um, the the chocolate pudding on a spoon makes you lose your fat, right? Um, at the time of promoting this product, I literally probably weighed 110 pounds. Like I don't, I, I couldn't take this product to sell it because I didn't have any, literally any fat to lose. Right. No, so, so dangerous. exactly. And so I had to literally fake taking it or showing all these like, like showcase products of like people just holding up a spoon and then like people asking me like my thoughts. And again, just pushing like testimonials in their face because I didn't have experience with the product, but it didn't matter because the way the company was set up, like, it doesn't matter if you don't have experience yourself because you can go and push a testimonial or push a before and after and, and they just have to like kind of trust you. And it's so shady to me, right? When we're selling something, when we literally never tried it in our entire lives. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it, that company, I mean, 
again, it just showed me like what was possible, but I didn't care about the health and wellness products. I didn't care. Right. The, the big thing that they push is collagen. And I just didn't care for it. Like I love the toxin free, um, you know, idea, but again, like it was so expensive. <laughs> like how could you even afford um, a tiny ass bottle of laundry detergent for like $12. Like I couldn't afford that. Right. And so like even pushing something that I couldn't afford and, and trying to twist people's arms to try these products, literally like, God, it was, it was a crazy experience. <laughs> I think that's really interesting. Kind of going back to um, what you were saying, like you saw all of these people that you were looking up to in this company and you were like, I want to be in these people's circles. And I think that that's something that MLMs capitalize on quite a bit is um, if you want access to me, then you need to join my team. I think this is something that we, I've kind of noticed a lot um, in my experience watching like Jesse Lee Ward's stuff. Um, you know, she is really good about being like, if you want access to me, like join my team. That's mm-hmm. how you're going to get it or join whatever I'm doing. Join my coaching calls, join my this, join my that. And then yeah. you get access to me and my knowledge and my brain and all these things that I have. And it's, scary it really is what do they actually have like what's the secret nothing there's no secret as we like have learned through our experiences in MLMs like other than learning how to manipulate people without calling it manipulation um like you really don't learn much from these people no and all that I would say it was even different is like one, they've probably been in the network marketing industry for 20 years or more. So they have just like huge circles of people. Like, again, they all just push. It's a numbers game. It, the more people you talk to, the more people you'll recruit, the more people you'll get to know, the more people you'll see. Right. And there's absolutely no way to get to the top like they say it is, unless you've been in since the very beginning, like, it just doesn't work anymore. It really doesn't. But we idolize these people, right? The people that speak on the stages, the people that, you know, are always in our face doing the trainings. And I remember I went to my very first convention, and I made sure to take pictures with people that were high up in the company so I could capitalize on it and recruit people into my team that had known about these high up network marketers, right? Because if I was in their space, then obviously, you know, they get to be in their space too. And it's just, I wish I could say that like, I learned the secret sauce that it took, right? And it doesn't because all it is, is like them just saying, you know, you just got to keep going, put your head down, keep going, keep doing, you know, do what everyone tells you to do it. It's just not the case. It doesn't work like that. It really doesn't. Right. Exactly. And I think the other thing too, is that a lot of your audience on like Instagram or Facebook or whatever, they don't might, they might not necessarily know who these people are, but the pictures are so like exciting and glamorous and you hype up whoever you're with enough. And then you're like, Oh, like there's a tag here. Let me look at them. Their Instagrams are all curated and they look 
awesome. And it just seems like everyone is having the best time ever and having the best lives ever. So it just becomes so enthralling because it's like, okay, well, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why don't I live like that? Exactly. And then it becomes a matter of wanting to join for the lifestyle versus wanting to do anything else like you just want to be in that lifestyle of getting to know these people high up because there's probably some like common name for it but like wanting to just hang out with the millionaires right like that's that's what you were doing and so like people wanted to be doing that as well right yeah that's a really interesting like way of putting it too I never thought of it that way but it was like you know you go to these conventions and stuff and you're hanging out with essentially MLM royalty and they're all like, I remember when I was in Plexus, I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're making time to like go on this call with like this one-on-one call with me. Like, thank you so much. And they were like, I'm just a regular person. And like, they would like say that to me. And I was like, Oh, but you're not (laughs) like, I don't think you realize this, but you're not. Um, but like they are, they are just regular people and we just glamorize them so much that they are like royalty to us. And when you finally get a chance to step back from it all, you look at it and you're like, Oh my God, like I was like, essentially like simping over this normal person. (laughs) No, literally that's what happens. Like, and I think it's also because they glamorize themselves too. Like, I think especially with MLM, like once you get to a certain point of making this amount of money, right. It's the traveling, it's the Louis Vuitton. It's the, you know what I mean? Like it, it, rich people status the cars the houses and it's like that's great that you have that but like you can't promise and tell people that this is what they're going to get too like because they joined you like no that's not how it works right and it's just it's just so interesting to like think about how manipulative like just the people culture is an MLM without even the products involved. Like there is so much like trying to sell access to people, which when I said that sentence right now, just gave me such the ick. Um, (laughs) Like, like, you know, like in some ways, like, yeah, like, you know, access to people. I mean, like going to a concert, right. You Mm -hmm. are having more direct access to some VIP passes a very good example, like a regular concert, you're going and you get to visibly see the person with your eyes, but if you get the VIP pass, then like you get a picture taken with them and their autograph and things like that. You're buying access to someone. Um, But this is just so different because you're buying access to someone who doesn't actually have anything to offer you. Like um, you could say that like, you know, we buy access to therapists or to doctors or to whoever because you're buying access to their knowledge and their skills um through hopefully your insurance that hopefully hopefully does something (laughs) Um, but you know like you're actually paying for something hopefully 
Like, you know, there should be something there that you're paying for. But for these cases that we're talking about right now, you're really not getting anything but the hype. Yeah. It's literally like you are just joining certain people to literally be in their space and like, hopefully you get some of the like energy transfer, right? Like, it's not like you literally getting their expertise or knowledge, which is very different. Like you said, like than paying someone just to say that you have a connection to them. Right. And I think that another thing that happens too, is that, um, so my experience in Arbon was that there was like a general like zoom meeting for like everyone and then there would be like the area managers would get a special meeting and like the other like the up up and up would get more and more special meetings so then they could brag about having these special calls with special access so i don't even know that necessarily it's really to get new outside recruits in but it's to keep your inside recruits already in the people below you they're trying to keep you in because they're like look at i get this you could get this too and because you have access to me you have access to what i just learned <sighs> it's such a cycle it's such like a bad cycle and i feel so bad for obviously the women that join and again like they join with the I good intentions a lot of women join with good intentions right and and just get wrapped up in this idea that they can have everything they want by just being connected to this one person and it's really not about that at all right it's so interesting and like just so icky so what ended up getting you out of MLMs oh so it was like summer of 2019 and I had been around the block. Um, I was doing the lead trackers, the lead gen, the everything you could ever imagine. And I had quite a bit of success in MLM. Truth be told, I had 300 customers on my roster. I was recruiting four or five people a month. Like again, hype, right? And I just kept doing that. And I got to a point where I was so exhausted from literally sitting down on my computer or my phone and having to message a hundred people a day that it even, it didn't make sense anymore. And I had been friends with this one woman on Instagram and she um, was a sales coach and she was talking about how, you know, she was, making money as a sales coach, whatever. I've been watching her for about six months. And I finally was like, what the hell is a coach? Like, I have no idea what this means. Like all I had heard of at that point were like health coaches, beach body coaches, right? All that stuff. And she was like talking about how she has a coaching certification and, um, you know, teaches sales to people. And I was like, were you an MLM? Like, were you network marketing? She was like, no, I, I don't even like, don't, I'm not even familiar with that, with what that is. And so I, again, like after watching her for six months, you have to remember that I never joined a network marketing company for the products. <laughs> I joined because I wanted money. I wanted to myself up 
prior to that, I had been um, applying to nursing schools and had been rejected for three years in a row. So I was working in a nursing home and I was like, this just literally can't be my life. I also had chronic back pain and um, happened a nursing home accident. And I just couldn't like work that lifestyle anymore. I literally couldn't lift 300 pound people anymore. And I was like, I need a way out. And I decided to finally leave and step into the coaching industry. And it's so funny because I became a network marketing coach. I became a coach to help women build their network marketing businesses. And I did this for, (laughs) yep, yep. I did this for one month and I realized no one can help. You know what I mean? Like everything that I did was hype. It was selling a lifestyle. I can't teach people how to sell a lifestyle. Like I, I like not like what's the word I'm looking for? Like within my own soul, like I can't take these people's money anymore. Right. And so I started to transition to helping women leave the network marketing industry to just grow their own business, whatever that looks like, that's VA, whatever, and actually teaching people the basic necessities of business building, legalities, lawyers, contracts, all of that stuff that no one is taught, right? You have a business as a network marketer and it's like, you don't, right? Like, you don't know anything about what it takes to actually have a business, right? Bookkeeping, management, invoices, all this stuff that no one has been teaching these people. And again, I don't, it's really, it's a tough industry to be in. Um, I've been cursed out multiple times from people telling me that I'm just salty about the network marketing industry and I never had success. And now I'm just, you know, being a bitch and all these other things. And it's like, I feel so sorry for these people that are still in network marketing that haven't seen the light yet. That like truthfully don't know they can still be an entrepreneur outside of network marketing. And I think that's like the huge thing that a lot of people don't realize once, you know, again, cause I got in, I was, I wanted to be an entrepreneur and not because I wanted, you know, the network marketing success and incentives, it was the crowns. So you had crowns, <laughs> you know, that signified your level. Um, it was literally just to be an entrepreneur. And so setting people up the right way and getting them started successfully on what it takes is really what led me out. Okay. So I am so curious. I'm so curious. How did you flip a business that was coaching people to be in MLMs to flipping them to getting out of MLMs? Because obviously these people are investing in outside coaching. They are in, they are indoctrinated and they are just 120% in. So it's actually funny because the very first client that I ever had was in network marketing, trying to make it work. 
and decided to leave the industry herself and start her own um, ministry coaching, um, teaching people the word and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I know basic sales. Like I know how to get, you know, teach you how to do um, contracts and invoicing and all that stuff. And she was like, yeah, can you help me like build up this business? And I was like, yeah, sure. And (laughs) that, you know, sort of clicked into me being like, I hate teaching people network marketing. I hate literally having to tell someone that the more you, the more people you message, the more success you'll have. So it went back to my first client and her being like, yeah, like I want to help like I need help building an actual business. And then, so that's how that kind of took off and how that literally flipped. But I was so afraid to step into that role, to step into the, okay, now help women leave. Because again, it is such like a touchy stuff. Like anyone anti-MLM knows, like you are going to get so much hate from being in this industry, from women that are in, right? And so uh, that's why I held back for a very long time to actually say that's what I do because I was so afraid. And I know that I had good intentions, but no one can see that, right? Like no one, all they see is MLM dropout. And they're like, why is this girl teaching me to leave? Like, I don't want to leave, right? And then there goes the cussing you out. So (laughs) Yeah, so interesting. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I find my story very interesting and it's so hard because I, all I want to do is just help these entrepreneurs like leave an industry where they're being taken advantage of and make the money that they're actually worthy of making. And I mean, that's all we want to do, right? It's just like, make a living and have an income and be able to enjoy what we want. But like, we can't do that in network marketing. We literally can't. It's not possible. And I think that a lot of people that join network marketing are just, they have the entrepreneurial spirit and they want to be able to do something for themselves and they want to have control over their lives. And so I think that that's so cool that that's what you're looking for in harnessing. You're looking for those people that want to start their own business that really actually want to make the money and they want to do something for themselves. But it's also hard. I um, I have my own private practice. And if, if I did not have a really good mentor, I don't know that I would have been able to do it. Like, it's hard to figure it out is. what you're supposed to do and how, how to buy it or register register an LLC is that the right words yeah (laughs) like it's hard to figure out all of those things and like how to keep your books and when do you pay taxes and right stuff that you just never know until you no one tells you no one tells you (laughs) no one it's a giant secret until you get a nice like until you do a full year of business and then uh you go to do your taxes and they're like oh so you didn't file your quarterly taxes so now you're paying twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> no yeah so that that's really what it is and again I think I was naive to what the industry got because I was just so young getting into it 18 years old but like now I can look back I, I can say like I'm glad that like, it took me that way. I don't know 
what like three years of nursing school rejections like I live in California nursing schools like you, you there's 30 spots per school so like I don't know I don't know where life would have taken me but now I I feel such joy in helping women actually leave an industry again where they just are being so taken advantage of right and there's so many people out there that are looking to do exactly what you're teaching people to do and mm-hmm. I think that that's definitely a hole in the like MLM space. I mean, like, I don't know if you've listened to my bonus episodes recently, but I've been trying to like put like have these bonus episodes where I have yeah. people come on and say like, hey, like this is how you do it. But yeah. even that, like having someone that you can talk to one-on-one is invaluable. Like, it really is. It, it's so hard to do these things on your own. And so I think that having a coach, if you can invest in yourself is always going to be a great way to do it. Not that people can't figure out how to do it for themselves. If you can do that, that's awesome. And like more power to you, but sometimes just having a person to bounce ideas off of, to make sure you're doing everything the right way to check over your paperwork to, mm-hmm. you know, just be like, wait, is this when I'm supposed to do this or like whatever, like, Nobody makes it easy. The internet does not make it easy. (laughs) I know. I was literally Googling for six months trying to figure out on my own. Like, and nothing obviously will tell you (laughs) that's all in the same place that you can read out of a blog. So (laughs) yeah, it it is a huge gap. And I hope that more women that decide to leave can, and, and start their own business, decide to share their knowledge versus just talking, you know, I help a lot of people start their own businesses. And then again, they just go and sell their own packages, right? Whatever their business is, um, lifestyle, self-love, whatever, you know, but no one is selling (laughs) what it takes to transition from MLM to your own business. Right. So, yeah. Um, Okay, I'm going to like go all the way back to when we were talking about actually being in MLMs because I um, was looking at your email and you talked about just like your mindset of being in MLM. And I wanted to touch on that. Um, what, like, what was going on? At what point, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, I think my, my mindset, it, I'm a totally different person than I was when I was back in network marketing. And my mindset back then was like, I had to do everything that everyone was telling me, even if I hated doing it. So, you know, sitting down and and green lighting, which meant messaging everyone that was online on Facebook for nine hours a day. And I would do the cold messages and I did the lives and I did everything. And I started to hate myself because I became a robot and a clone of someone that was not me. I became someone that I didn't know anymore. And I was so depressed. I was in this really deep depression because I was doing everything I was told to do and not seeing the results. And I was living uh, because I refused to get a job because I said, I'm going to make this network marketing business work, right? I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to do it. And I was making $200 paychecks every single month. And I, I couldn't mentally do it anymore. And I think when I went back to my nine to five job, that's when I truthfully realized, like, I can't do network marketing anymore. I I just mentally can't take it because I don't know 
who I am. Like I have to go figure myself out again. <laughs> I had to figure out what I liked doing. I had to figure out social media again because I was so addicted to my phone. Like literally every time it vibrated, right? I picked it up. I was like, oh my God, it's a message, right? It, it, I get, it just became someone I didn't recognize. And it's so hard. And I don't think a lot of people are willing to admit that. And when I stepped out of network marketing and went to pursue my own things, I had to really, again, figure out what I wanted entrepreneurship to be. Like I knew I hated cold messaging. I knew that I hated follow-ups. I knew that I hated all of these things, but I didn't know how to run a business without it. So I had to take literally a year and a half to figure this stuff out. And my mindset now is like, why the hell are you doing something that doesn't make you feel like yourself? That makes you feel like shit at the end of the day. Like you, like no self-worth anymore, right? Like you're giving your lives to somebody else and you're becoming a robot of somebody else. And like, I mean, I don't know how it was in your company, but like, we created content based on what our uplines did. So like we weren't even using our own words, right? I didn't know what I wanted to say. And again, that's why it took me two years to finally come out and create the MLM dropout brand is because I was so afraid and I didn't know what my own voice was capable of anymore. Like so many women fall into that trap as well of just trying to do whatever somebody else is doing to find success and they don't know who they are anymore when they when they decide to leave. Oh, so it's a journey. You're on mute. <laughs> oh my god. You would think I would know by now. Uh, <laughs> it's so heartbreaking though. Like, you know, we see all these women who are so freaking awesome. Like no. just so many people that are just amazing and have like the potential to do whatever they want that are just in like the grips of these companies that really just suck everything out of them. They take their words and they change their words. And like you said, they give you the words of your upline. Um, And that really just hit home for me because I remember a lot in Plexus, it was like, here's this pre-written post. I had my notes section in my phone was filled with different posts that I could make. So if I didn't have a post, I would just go through and I'd be like, oh, this one looks good. And it was like, I totally lost like a piece of myself. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think a lot of women realize that that's what's happening. Yeah. It's hard reality to come with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that we need to cover today? No, I think we hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I know, I know, just so many things. Um, okay, so what is your anti-MLM why? Oh, my anti-MLM why. I needed to find myself again. And in doing that, I help women find their worthiness outside of, like you said, the grips of network marketing. It truthfully, that's, that's why I will never go back and why I encourage it so much to help women leave too, is like, find your worthiness outside of a damn company. Like it's not there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and where can people find you? 
Okay, I'm on Instagram at Mackenzie Heflin with a little underscore at the end, or you can draw, uh, join my Facebook group at MLM Dropout. Okay, yeah, and your your Instagram too. I think like if you typed in like MLM dropout, I think you would find mm-hmm. you too. Yeah. So, um, lots of easy ways to like mm-hmm. find you, which is great. Um, thank you so much for doing this today. Um, super last minute. I really appreciated uh, you filling in the spot. Um, so uh, all of those people that are sitting in my inbox, don't you worry. Cause sometimes people late cancel or no show and I will randomly message you and be like, can you, uh, <laughs> come on today? <laughs> um, <You did> it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just a couple of notes that I wanted to say today. Um, as you guys know, this is, uh, we're approaching the one year anniversary of the show. So I was super excited. And we also just had a milestone last week. Um, where we hit 100k, 100k, 100k downloads. So, um, thank you guys so much for being here and supporting me and listening to everyone's stories. Um, it really truly means the world to me, and I could gush forever. You'll probably get a bonus episode on my one year anniversary with me just telling you guys how much I appreciate you for an hour. Um, yeah. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. Um, I got some exciting stuff coming up for the rest of this month with some bonus material. And I just am so excited to see what else we have for this next year. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. And I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Bye.